0: This read with me, and you keep in mind the sound that you just heard, the image that you have right in front of you, keep that in mind, please, and let's uh, read the Bible together this morning, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 43, I'd like to ask you to stand with me, and stand out with me, and um, let's read it, but let's read it like we were first-grade readers. Sit down, please, all of us, if you can. Just repeat with me then. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? The tax collector doing that? And if you greet only your own people What are you doing more than others? Can we read the last phrase, the last part, together again? Be perfect, therefore. This morning we want to hear your voice, Father. We continue to hear your voice and we want to to hear your voice. Please talk to us this morning. Amen. May we be seated. So we have been talking with you and speaking about the six great ends of the church. And we started, actually, with the preservation of the truth. And we've done the proclamation of the gospel for the salvation of humankind. The shelter and nurture and the spiritual fellowship of the children of God the maintenance of divine worship. We've done the promotion of social righteousness. And today, we're gonna do the exhibition of the kingdom of heaven to the world. And I'm thinking about this text we just read. You know, for me, this is a providential test for this morning. And I'm thinking about this father in Spain who had a very difficult time with his son, and they became estranged. The son ran away, and the father set off to find him. Months and months, he was looking for him, and he couldn't find him. Finally, he he was desperate to find his son. He put an an ad on the uh, newspaper, and the ad said this, Dear Paco, meet me in the front in front of this newspaper office at noon on Saturday. All is forgiven. I love you, your father. On that Saturday, 800 packos show up. <laughs> looking for forgiveness and love from their fathers. And you know, when we think about the kingdom of God and how to demonstrate the the kingdom of God, we normally think about power. You know, the person or the group of people who might have the greater power, that might be my king. And then God says, you know what? That's a good idea for you guys, but my idea of being a king is being a good father. A good father who never tires... To find his children, to look for his children. You know, we talk about the kingdom of God and the image. Normally, the image that we have is a very powerful, powerful uh, thing. Yeah, God is powerful, but He doesn't have to pretend that He is powerful. You know, the thing with the kings and the presidents and all people who are leading other co- countries and kingdoms is that they normally have to demonstrate that they are powerful, that they are wise, that they know how to handle things. Don't you agree? They keep telling us they know how to handle things. Ask Pharaoh. Remember Pharaoh? He thought he knew. And he enslaved a lot of people. Ask any powerful kingdom of this world if they think or they thought they knew. And they will tell you, yes, we know. Or we knew. They ended up harming many people. But this father is a different person. He doesn't pretend. He doesn't tell you, I know this or that. He only does it. He shows up. He comes when he's called. He even answers when we are not asking anything. Sometimes we are surprised by things that come to our lives and we are not not expecting them to come. To come, and yet they come because we have a father who knows that we needed it. So he's not in the business of demonstrating how, po- demonstrating how powerful he is, but in the business of showing up and saying, I am here for you. So Jesus is talking about this kind of kingdom and this kind of Father. It's amazing that for some people, Jesus would have been a regular homeless. He didn't have a house. Did you know that, right? So he was what? And yet, he was talking about, about a father who really cares. So this is one who cares and thinks about people about the people that he's leading. It is not about power, he says. It's about relationship. He's after you and I. He's looking for us all the time. From the beginning, if you read the Genesis story, it says that God was looking for Adam and Eve. Where are you? He's asking the question, right? Where are you? And he knew they did wrong. He knew they broke the law didn't they they behave in a wrong way and yet that same god is shown to us as a somebody who is looking forward to to getting them back where are you adam where are you if i i am looking for you meanwhile they were trying to cover themselves with So this kingdom doesn't start with a powerful demonstration, but with an incredible love. A love that shows up, that says, I am after you. I love you. I need you. I want you to come back. So more than a king... Jesus Christ is describing his Father and our Father as a Father. And I know some of you probably don't have a good idea or good image of a Father, maybe for different reasons. But let me tell you, our Father's failures will not taint our Father's love. They can do that because He is, after all, after you. He's looking for you and I. He's looking for this broken world that You know, we continue to try to build great empires on this earth. As the Venezuelan government, they're trying to do something like that. As any government in this, on this earth, you'll see they want to be better, bigger, whatever. While God is saying, you know, I want to show to demonstrate my love. Are you here? Sure. Thank you The, the other thing is that this kingdom is demonstrated by a father, but is it also, also demonstrated by god 's children's behavior it's fascinating that Jesus talking to them and said to them. You heard, like, hey, I am going to tell you something new now. You heard that you should love your who? And hate who? Wow. Jesus Jesus was clear. He he knew all the Facebooks of the times. You know, he knew he was current. He knew what was going on in in his own culture. And he said, you heard all news. You heard... Love your neighbors and love, I mean hate your enemies. And then he uses something that is sometimes difficult for us to grasp or to really embrace or accept, which is but I don't imagine him saying doing this, but I imagine him looking at their eyes and say, but I tell you, I tell you, the homeless Jesus. Is it again? He was homeless, right? No home. This man says, "But I tell you, it doesn't matter what only somebody else says. It doesn't matter if your party, whatever that party might be, says. It doesn't matter what your philosophers says. or say, it doesn't matter what your theologians say. It doesn't matter what your social workers say." It doesn't matter who, whatever they say, I tell you. Love who? Oh, my cookies. <laughs> Love your enemies. Wait, wait, my enemies? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Depending on the level of, of harm that this person done to me, is what we said. But he doesn't say anything else other than love your neighbors. I mean your enemies. Well, that too. Love your enemies. That's a pretty pretty tough thing. But that's Jesus. So, and then he says, hey, by the way, you should be like the sun and like the rain. How? How is it? Well, The sun, when it's shining on earth, he doesn't, or she, whatever that might be, doesn't say, hey, by the way, I don't like that guy over there. I am not going to shine upon this guy. No. The sun shines through. Right? And and the sun is just paying attention to somebody else greater than him or than it, which is God who told it. Hey, you are going to shine to every single person, uh, every single creature that I'm going to create. And then the rain, I know you probably have a different kind of opinion, but you're going to rain too. So, over every single person that I will tell you, and every single creature that I'm going to tell you. So, Jesus says, Be like rain, my friends, be like the sun. They don't get to choose. They obey. So I was with, um, I met a person from Congo, my, the first Congolese person that I ever met in my life, an incredible guy, amazing, only 23 years old, but amazing. I was like, really, this is, this is somebody, like, Amazing. And then we got to talk a little bit about different kinds of things, cultural things and practices and understandings of life and all that. And at one point, he told me what he wanted to do with his life. So, he said, I want to invent something that will be really helpful for many people. Really? That's something. And so tell me more. Yes, I want to invent something, a device or something that will be absolutely helpful for many, many, many people. Oh, yeah? Well, he is studying robotics. You get that? And I'm, I'm, try, I'm wondering what he's going to come up with. What kind of thing? I hope he can put together a second Pastor Alfredo so when I'm gone he can, come be, he can be here too. <laughs> but seriously, and then... I asked him more questions. And he said, you know, because I want to, what I want to do is to use as much resources as I can to build things for the glory of God. And I was like, really? So his life, and so I didn't hear him. I want to be famous. I want to be rich. That's the normal thing. No, he wants to be empowered and build something that will reach to as many people as possible and to bless them and to be helpful as as much as as possible. And he said, something that I wasn't expecting, to the glory of God. So this guy was telling me, reminding me, minister, that we are here for the glory of God. It doesn't matter what are you doing. If what you are doing or what I'm doing is not for the glory of God, we are wasting our time. See, let me just check the time so you don't feel like I'm going to have, have get you in, without lunch. Or, you're going to be fine. Don't worry. So people, I I thought about this for a little while, for a while. People will know that what he's done, this this friend of mine, will bless God because of him. And by the way, we need more people, Christian people, wishing to make a big difference in this world, in our communities, in our own, and in 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 also in our own families. We need more people imitating the rain and the sun. You know what? I think God is expecting more people to pray, to enlarge their hearts and their minds, and to think differently. And to do something different. Because there is so much hatred and bad things going on over there, outside and inside, everywhere, that we need to have more people Asking God, God, I want to make a difference. Don't be shy with God. God is available and ready to listen to those kind of prayers. God, I want to make a a difference. So for me... This is what Jesus did in part. You know, people uh, in those times, they used to worship many things, right? Uh, even the, the Romans, right, they worshiped the sun. Remember that? And the rain and, and fertility and many things. And Jesus is telling, them, telling us and telling them many things at the same time. One of them is, by the way, The sun and the rain are not supposed to be worshipped. They are supposed to be imitated. We're supposed to be imitating them. So, for Jesus, sun was love and rain was prayer. He's saying, pray for those who persecute you. I tell you, sometimes it's really hard for me to pray for things in which I don't see why is this happening. I don't know for you, but it's for me it's sometimes really hard. And yet, Jesus is saying, you can even pray for those who persecute you, for those who mistreat you, for those who hate you. You can pray for them. Because if you keep yourself in relationship with a good father, a father who cares for everyone and who loves everyone, then you will be able somehow to do the same. Now, this is a behavior that sometimes is really difficult to to really act, to enact. I met another person during this conference, and he was telling us his testimony. He didn't know that most of his life was anti-something. He was telling us that, that he realized by a particular experience that he went through that he was the anti-guy. And so I wanted to hear more about it because we sometimes are more anti than anything else. So he, and we, that was the last day when we were waiting for our shuttle to take us back to the airport, and then so he said, you know, I was coming from, the, from Mexico, and so I didn't know how close God was, God was bringing me to the, to, the, uh, <clears throat> to the border, and at one point I started working with these people that works with immigrants and and people who go through the to, the to the border and all that, and so he hated three kind of things. Number one, he hated somehow the, what they call out there and sometimes in here the empire, imperialism. He hated Spanish people, not Hispanic people, but people from Spain, and he hated Catholic people. So he was brought to the to the to the border. And at one point, so there was a service in the, right there in the border, and he was asked to be put right in front of somebody and another person next to him. And so they say, why don't you, so if you stand your hand like this, that will mean that you are willing to receive. And then if you put your hand like this, then that will mean that you will be willing to give. So he did that. So the person to his, on, to, on to his left was an American. The person to the right was a, from somebody from Spain. And the person leading the, the, the conversation and the service was a nun. And he was like, what are you telling me, God? God is telling him and us, I don't need any anti I need healing and reconciliation and real forgiveness to happen across the country and across the world. So can you stand your hand to receive and your hand to, to, to give? Are you willing to do that? Can you do that? Can you open your hand and say, I am willing to give and I'm willing, I'm willing to receive. And whatever you want, God, I want to do it. Let me tell you. That was a good practice, by the way. Because you're going to do more. And we are going to do more. We cannot remain silent when bad things happen in our lives, in our families, in our communities, in our country, in the world. It's hard to speak out because we always want to think we don't want to offend somebody. But let me tell you, I believe you don't want to offend God, do you? And yes, sometimes we are more aware of who are we going to offend and we don't think about God is offended by our own behavior. Are you still here? I know this is hard, and it's hard for me too. But our behavior sometimes is not nice. And let me tell you something else before the the alarm goes off. Do have an alarm? <laughs> God is tired of us to be nice only. We are too nice for God. We are too nice. We need to be better than that. Nice is enough. Nice is not, en- is not enough for God. You know, we tell our our family members, our children, our friends, you have to be nice. Come on, brother and sister, you don't have to be nice. You have to be a loving presence. So some people, they go beyond being nice, and they are very tolerant. Oh, I can tolerate this person. I can tolerate his accent. I can tolerate this. I can tolerate that. My friend, that is not enough. God didn't call us to, quash, you know, maybe try to shine or maybe try to rain. No, he called us to really shine and to really rain. So when I'm preaching sometimes in Latino churches, they ask me, If I have been preaching in English too much, do you understand what I'm saying? They think I'm too tame. And then, and I'm preaching here, I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm gonna tell you we need to release from our hearts the fear, get it out, and be willing to embrace this God who is calling you and me to be a different presence, to speak out. To behave differently. And I was talking to somebody, uh, and this is almost the end of the sermon, by the way. I was talking to somebody this morning, and I don't know how I I came up with that, but somehow I told this person, you know what? We need to learn, we need to practice uh, good behavior, because sometimes it's hard for us to behave. So I think we need to start practicing. You know, ask Kobe or ask somebody else who has been great players if they came up with those great shoots or oh, shots, um, don't shoot, just shot. Um, overnight. No, they practice and practice and practice and practice like crazy until they became Kobe. So I'm asking you and I, we have to practice how to behave better. And how to behave better goes beyond being nice and tolerant, it has to be with being willing to embrace people even when you don't like them. Because sometimes I naturally, and you probably are too if you're a human being, don't like certain kind of people. And yet, God is saying, by the way, I'm not asking you if you agree with me or not. Or if you feel like it or whatever. I'm asking you that you are empowered by me, the creator of heaven and earth, that you are going to be, and you are supposed to be, and you are called to do I mean to to love people. Look at this. I love this alarm. You know, maybe we need to be able to be brave and tell God, I do, honestly, I hate some people. I dislike some people. I reject some people. We need to be able to do that. To tell God, you know, I really don't like somebody. And then tell him, you know, I don't know how to love this person. And God will be really happy to hear that because he has called us to do that. Not on our own power or might, but in the power of the Holy Spirit that will enable us to do and to behave in a different way. I tell you, if you keep in behaving the way you have been and that I have been, we will get the same results, don't we? But if we try by the power of of God to practice Jesus' behavior where well, something is going to change eventually. You will move from, like the video games, you know, from one level to the other, from being nice, to be tolerant, to be accepting, to be embracing, until you will say, I love this guy, finally. Even though if you are dying, at the end, you say, yes, I get it, God, I love him. So that's my invitation for us this morning, and I'd like to ask Daniel or somebody else who is, I can't see from here, forgive me, um, to play the rain for a little bit, if you can put the, the image of the sun. Let's, let's. If you can do the rain, um, and every time that you hear that somehow, maybe not too much in Southern California, right? But every time you remember this, or you see this. That will you. That for sure you will see it every day. Remember, you were called to be sun and rain. That's your call. That's my call. And even when you don't feel it. You say, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to drop that water with this guy. No, you're going to have to. It's our call. So my call to you this morning is going to be easy, really easy. Two, two action calls. Number one, would you be able to, before leaving this place, go to somebody and give them a hug like you've never, been, never done it before? This morning, I was thinking about this particularly, and one person from our church, who is extremely nice, by the way, gave me an incredible hug that made me felt the love for Jesus Christ in an amazing way. And then... Almost after, at, the, at, the, at the beginning of the service, somebody else did the same. And I, would think, I was thinking, this is you. You really want people to understand that they are loved. However, you can do that. But I ask you, could you try to embrace one person at least today within this place, somewhere else, and tell this person, I really care for you. I really love you. And number two, so... I want to ask you to deal with something in your life, like I'm, gonna, I'm doing with my, my own soul, where I notice that there is rejection, hatred, prejudice to other people. And say, Lord, I discovered that I actually don't like certain people. And this is the kind of people, name it before God, that I don't like. And I need to work on that, Father. I need help. Can we do that? Okay, let's stand out and pray together. You want to stand out with me and pray together, please? Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we are here this morning because we are called to be different. Like the sun and the rain, we are called to embrace even those that we don't like, that we reject, that you dislike naturally. And we are called to embrace our own hatred our own rejection, our own frustration, and ask you, Lord, to heal us, to change us, to transform us, to make us more like you. And it's hard because we have so many arguments to favor certain views, but you're asking us to not to favor certain views, but to allow you to permeate our hearts and minds and souls, our history, our past, our present, and our future so that we can really love like you do. Help us, Father, this morning. And continue to heal us and this nation and the world. In the name of the Lord. Jesus, the one who's telling us, I tell you. You heard this, but I tell you. Amen.